Go Loud presents Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy live from our studio at the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County Dublin. Now, first off on this latest podcast, I want to give a shout out to our latest show sponsor, and that is Recruit.ie. And Recruit.ie are the sponsors of Biz Expo, which uh, takes place on Thursday, the 29th of uh, September. Here are all the details. Want to find solutions to develop your business? Biz Expo comes to the National Indoor Arena Blanchardstown on Thursday, the 29th of September, and it's where every business professional should be. With free entry to workshops and speakers offering great advice, you'll meet hundreds of professionals ready to help you grow. Get your free attendee ticket at bizexpo.ie or contact us today to find out how you can network and promote your business to thousands of professionals at info at bizexpo.ie. Biz Expo, 29th September at the National Indoor Arena, Blanchardstown. Sponsored by Recruit.ie, supporting local business. And our thanks to Recruit.ie, who are the latest sponsors on our Opinions Matter podcast. So, what do we want to talk about on this special edition of Opinions Matter? If you were listening, to uh, the podcast that we uploaded uh, late last week. Uh, You would have heard at the very end of uh, the podcast, and the podcast is I Won't Date Older Women, They're Not Attractive. That's what the podcast is called. If you listen to that entire podcast, you will, and listen right to the very end, we spoke with a guy who is a very regular caller on our uh, podcast, and his name is uh, Steve. And at the very end of the conversation on that particular podcast, I won't date older women, they're not attractive, uh, Jeremy and I were left speechless, I suppose. Breathless. Because of of what Steve said at the very end of the conversation. Yeah, he dropped a a bombshell on us and we were like, whoa, um, we can't deal with this now, but we'll invite you back onto the show next week to discuss it because it was such an important matter. Um, Because when people open up to us on the show. We like to give them the time to talk about it. So we said, listen, we will get you back on the show next week and we'll deal with your with your your story then. So uh, he joins us on the line now and his name is uh, Steve. Now, Steve, um, you've been on our podcast on many occasions in the last uh, year. Uh, I've spoken to you on uh, radio stations like Classic Hits um, yeah. and um, kind of... I think we've gotten to know you a little bit over the last uh, year and a half. You're very outspoken. You're very opinionated, and that's what yeah, we love. On, that's what we love on Opinions Matter. That's what makes this uh, podcast uh, so successful. Then on fr- on Friday last, at the end of our uh, podcast, you dropped this bombshell about how you have broken up with uh, your partner, the mother of your child, and yep. then the bombshell that you dropped was. Because you are gay. So, yes. tell me a bit more, because I think for anybody uh, who has heard you on, on, on previous podcasts, they, that was the last thing that they would have expected to come out of your mouth. Um, and I would say the exact same for me. It was the yeah. last thing I was expecting because... Especially given the conversations we've had in the past where you've come across, to me anyway, as a bit of a ladies' man, a bit of a player. You've been around the block, you've been... 
you know, by your own admission, shagging women all your life. Um, yep. It appeared to me that you you you, lo- you liked women, you were attracted to women. Um, but were you living a lie? Don't judge a book by its cover, that's all I will say there. For, you know, I knew since I was about six years of age that I was gay, but because I, I was grew up in an era of where people that were gay were frowned upon, even though it was a thing that I looked at on TV as a child and seen these gay people and went, oh, I aspire to be that. I aspire to be as outspoken as them and as open as they are. Mm. But that situation never arrived, arose because I lived in a family where my father was, you know, the very manly man, the antithesis of uh, men who he would just like beat the shit out of her, beat the shit out of me. You know, this is what a man done and you, you're not going to be gay. You're not going to be doing X, Y and Z. It's a very complicated situation that I ended up in because what growing up, I always knew I was gay, but my friends were straight. And I suppose the best thing about, you know, living in the heterosexual world as a homosexual in disguise um, is you get to grow up and hear and see things that the gay community would never be privileged to hear and see. So I grew up very heterosexual. You know, that whole thing of being a ladies' man, absolutely. You know, I was only asked there last week um, why... Or they, they accused me of using women over the years. You know, they said, how could you even have sex with a woman if you're, if you're not attracted to her? So you know, when you say they, who are they? Friends, friends. Right, okay. Um, so friends accused you of basically being a player, as Jeremy said a moment ago. Yeah, yeah. But and then they eventually went, oh, you, you were a player all these years, but you used these women. And they asked me a very personal question, which was, you know, how could you have something, have sex with someone you're not attracted to? Mm. I said, well, this is actually a really important question. I said, because it was one of many reasons why I decided to come out because I, I realized in 41 years that I was never once in my entire life have I ever had sex with somebody I was attracted to, ever. Ever? Was more so, ever, never. It was more so just fulfilling a need. That's but, all it ever was. But surely in order to have sex with women, you needed to be, I mean, obviously you need to be aroused in some shape or yeah. form. You need to be able to get erect. So yeah. surely these women um, that you were having sex with, you had to be attracted to them. I know that I would, to be blunt about it, I could not get hard um, with a woman unless I was attracted to that woman. Well, it's not as complicated as you may think it is because, you know... <laughs> I may not be attracted to a woman. This sounds awful. Please don't let it come across that way, but this sounds awful. I had said to a friend during the week, you know, they were saying, oh, then how can you have sex with a woman? I'm like, you know, when I was growing up, I was using a sock for masturbation. I didn't have to be attracted to the sock. It was just a means to an end, Mm. you know. No, that's a a fair point. Okay, so you mentioned on the uh, podcast last week that you had uh, split up with your partner and mother of your child. And then uh, following on from that, you said, because you're gay. Now, how, uh, how long are you with that woman? Oh, about two years now. About two years. And she yeah. is the mother of your young child? Yeah, one-year-old child. One-year-old child. Okay, so mm-hmm. how did she deal with this revelation? Because I'm assuming that you were in a, a, a stable, close relationship, or was it not that? Was uh, was the pregnancy accidental? or uh, The pregnancy was absolutely accidental. It was me doing that whole thing of, I'm a player, look at me, it's all of a sad. You know, I'm lying about who I am. I had, you know, I had to have a cover story of some sort. 
you know, because my friends otherwise would go, why aren't you having sex with women? So I had, obviously I had to have a cover story and I ended up with this girl. Now we get on amazingly, even though, you know, she's a young girl, we do get on very well with each other. Didn't mean to get her pregnant. I never, ever, ever intended that. And, but when I got her pregnant, I kind of went, and you know, okay, this is what I have to do now. I have to be Mr. Responsible. I have to do the thing of telling her, I love you and let's get married and let's get a house and, you know, let's rear this kid in the best way possible. You know, I fell for all the cliches and that's what I attempted to do. But the more and more pressure that was being applied to me, I then realized after looking at my son when he was born, which was when I looked at him, I, I remember thinking, you know, you're going to have to tell people eventually because you do not want him growing up the way you grew up and hiding who you are. Because, I mean, the biggest tragedy ever is somebody dying with their music inside them, somebody not being able to be whoever it is that they are intended to be, which is not their choice. And I would never wish that upon my worst enemy, never let alone my child. So I had to make a decision. Do I turn around and tell everybody now so my son doesn't grow up feeling the same way? It's quite a difficult position to be in. I can only imagine, um, and that's the God's honest truth, so tell me, the question that I asked you was, how did your partner of two years and the mother of your amazing, child react? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. For some weird, ridiculous reason, I don't know, maybe she's just a member of the woke community, but she basically has been my rock through all of this. We still live in the same house. We still sit down and chat with each other. We make each other dinner, blah, blah, blah. blah. We're doing all the normal things. You know, it's as if we're still in a relationship, but we're not, if you know what I mean. And it's, she's been more than I could have ever hoped for. And believe it or believe it not, this has brought us much closer together. And I know that sounds really messed up and weird. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, it's very similar to the story that uh, we hear about Philip Schofield, who uh, came out on national television in the UK, but yeah. uh, by all accounts has a, a, a better, stronger relationship with his wife than he did. They've been on holidays together and everything else. So... Steve, I want you to stay with me for one second, if you can, please, yeah. because uh, um, I just have to take a little break. But I, I want to come yeah, back no and, and find out what you uh, plan going forward, basically. So stay with me for one second, if you can. Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Want to find solutions to develop your business? Biz Expo comes to the National Indoor Arena Blanchardstown on Thursday the 29th of September and it's where every business professional should be. With free entry to workshops and speakers offering great advice, you'll meet hundreds of professionals ready to help you grow. Get your free attendee ticket at bizexpo.ie or contact us today to find out how you can network and promote your business to thousands of professionals at info at bizexpo.ie. Biz Expo, 29 September at the National Indoor Arena Blanchardstown. Sponsored by recruit.ie, supporting local business. Now we're in the middle of a conversation with uh, Steve who's been sharing with us um, why he uh, decided to come out at the age of 41, uh, a year after having a baby with a woman that he's been in a relationship with for the last two years. He's been explaining to us how he's essentially been living a lie for uh, all, of his, all of his adult life. Let me ask you then, Steve, um, in terms of the, the reaction that you've gotten from people, what has the reaction been like? Because now I don't, I don't know you personally. We have spoken on a number of occasions on and off air, but I yeah. wouldn't say I know you very well. It came mm-hmm. as a shock to me, only based, only based really on the persona that I thought you had. Uh, um, of being a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. What has the reaction been like from people who actually know you well? Well, 
All I will say is the reason why I'm having this conversation, as I said, is because of my son and other gay people out there as well who may be listening to the show that don't expect a parade. Don't expect, you know, the fanfare to come out and it's everything's hunky dory and your life is going to change dramatically. That's not what happens. You know, that's what happens in movies and these coming out videos on YouTube. But when real life is involved, it's not like that at all. You know, it's actually quite underwhelming. It's, it's amazing how most people don't give a shit whether you are or not. You know, I'm, that's the bit to me that got me to me most was like, they actually don't care. You know, why the hell did I hide it for all these years when they actually don't give a shit when I thought they would all have this heterosexual or you're not a queer or faggot or whatever, you know, stereotype word you want to use. So the reaction from people has been kind of nonplussed altogether? Yeah, altogether. And I'm genuinely surprised at that. What about family? You know, yeah. What about family that would have known you all, all, the, all your life? Well, I don't have very many family members that I've spoken to about this. I'm, I'm sure it has trickled down through them. But yeah, you know, there's, they're, they're, it's all pretty much the same reaction. The one thing I did notice was that people tend to try and hug you more. And I'm like, no, you don't have to hug me. You didn't hug me in the past. Don't hug me now. You know, that's the one big difference that I did notice. But what I would say to people is that when I was growing up and I was a child, I did idolize people who were on television who were gay, the Freddie Mercury's and all that going, look at him living his truth. Okay, um, stay with me for one second because I want to play a uh, voice note that has just come in uh, from Morris. Have a listen to this. How you doing, lads? Yeah, just tuning in to listen to Stephen, the big revelation. Uh, it must have been hard to hide that all those years, you know. He must have been in a lot of pain. He always came across as a very astute and a very intelligent guy. And he'd have opinions on basically everything from heterosexual relationships to same-sex relationships and everything else. But all the time, he was carrying this inner pain with him, you know. It's, 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 it's tough to listen to. But uh, would he consider himself the Irish version of Philip Schofield? Like to actually con somebody for all those years, maybe himself. And uh, is he happy with now that he's come out and who he is? Finally, he can look in the mirror and go, "Yeah, I'm proud of me." And uh, best of luck with the with the kid that you have. You know whether he was planned or not. He's here and he's your responsibility. So all the best for the future, Steve. Fair play. Cheers, all right, Morris. Morris. Thanks very much indeed. And again, um, Steve, that's another example of a message from somebody who's yeah, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Be who I, uh, whoever you are. Let me let me just go back to the to the Philip Schofield thing for one second, where uh, a lot of there was a bit of negativity attaching to his coming out because he lived a lie for so long. How do you feel about that? Well, that's kind of my biggest regrets in all of this would be the women that I did most certainly did con, you know, because I was selling them a product that they weren't, uh, you know, they weren't getting what they were looking at, mm. basically. So I did feel really bad, especially for, and I think it was because I had actual feelings for the girl that I was dating that I have the child with. Um, it's like I actually cared about this girl and how she feels and most of the women in the past I didn't really care about that they were just like okay so this was different and uh, it it was being in this relationship with a woman that you did care about that finally made you realise she deserved the truth she deserved the truth and in terms of, of, of you and being gay, are you in a relationship? Have you ever been in a relationship? Do you plan being in a relationship in the future? Well, um, I'll try and give you the quick answers on this one. Um, I, I come from a, a very odd place where, as I said this to somebody during the week, I said, I can always imagine myself sitting down on a couch, you know, curled up beside a woman watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. But the idea of doing that with a man, for some reason, still freaks me out. No idea why. I suppose it's something I just have to get over. 
you know, I have come to terms with who I am, but have I accepted it? I don't know. I'm sorry, have you had any sexual relations with, with, a, with a man? I have. And this okay. is, can I tell a quick five, uh, two minute thing story that may help other people out there not to be as stupid as I was? Yeah, please do. Okay. So um, when I was 17, I had my first gay sexual experience and what it was, was the internet had just come out at the time and there was some sort of gay website and you could hook up with people. And I had met this guy online and he said, you want to come over to my place and we'll hook up? And I was all super excited about it. I thought, yeah, oh my God, I'm actually going to do this. And when I got to the house, he wasn't exactly who he said he was. He was a hell of a lot older. I was only 17. He was in his mid-40s. But there was also a second guy in the house. And I wasn't prepared for that whatsoever, but me being the naive 17-year-old that I was, you know, they played me with drink and, you know, gave me something to smoke, you know, invited me up to the bedroom and done things that I can only say that I asked them to stop. I used the words no. And the thing, the memory that will stick with me till the day I die is that during what they were doing to me, a tear rolled down my face. And the asshole who was inside of me causing pain at the time literally wiped the tear from under my face and said, you'd be grand. My God. So walking away from that experience that night, I remember being excited about it, but I remember also going home feeling so horrible thinking, is this what the gay community is? Is this what I'm going to grow up to be? You can't be this person. Shut it out. Cut it off. And, and that's what you did. And that's what I did. And is that the only, uh, following on from Jeremy's conversation, is that the only uh, gay sexual experience, albeit uh, uh, non-consensual by uh, the sounds of what you just described, have you had any other sexual experiences with uh, with men? I am, and uh, no, I have had. But again, it's quite complicated. As I said at the start, I've never been, uh, I've never been attracted to anybody I've had sex with. So, you know, the grinder, fabulous grinder came out and you can just have these one night hookups. You know, you can go out and meet a person. But for a long, long time, I felt like a bloody serial killer. I felt like somebody who was trolling the internet for this sadistic way of fulfilling a perverse need. And if I go off and just satisfy that need for just that one night, then them feelings will go away and I'll be able to continue on being the heterosexual guy that I presented myself to be. So did I ever enjoy it? Not really, no. Did I, was I attracted to them? No. Have I ever had a loving experience with a guy? No. So what was the point in coming out if if you don't see i mean the, the way you're describing you you've come out you're you're telling the world you're 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 gay you're speaking yep. openly on on this podcast which uh, thankfully is one of the most listened to podcasts in Ireland and you're telling the world i'm gay but the way you've just described it to me steve um you're gay but you're not overly enthusiastic about it well i think the reason why i'm not overly enthusiastic about it is because i've never had that moment you know, I do look at gay porn, of course I do. You know, when I masturbate, I think about men. You know, I've never been thinking about women. So I know I'm gay. When you know, you know. It's as simple as that. But I've never allowed myself, I've never given myself the opportunity to be in a situation where I could appreciate it rather than just fulfilling a need. Okay, but le- then let me ask you, would you like, now that you've you've come out to your, your partner, the mother of your child, she's been super supportive and everything else, do you uh, see yourself moving to the next level now and perhaps... Uh, hooking up on a more permanent basis and developing a um, a relationship with a man. Oh, 
that's a good question, Adrian. Um, because uh, where I'm going with with my question uh, is, if you don't see that happening, what was the point in coming out uh, at all? I suppose for honesty's sake, for my child, and for not having to go through the monotony of having sex with women ever again. Um, I suppose a lot of selfish reasons. Now I can't. So, you, so listening to that, then you would sooner be celibate than continue to live the lie. I'm not there yet. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next week. Of course, I could meet somebody, and maybe I'll look. I'll give you a really honest answer here. I was watching a TV show on Amazon there last week. Now, every time there was a gay scene in the movie, it would make me really uncomfortable because that's the world I grew up in. But for the first time in a, ever in my life, I experienced when there was two guys on camera, and all they did was kiss. That's all it was. That'll make an awful lot of straight guys cringe. But the first time, for the first time in my life, I didn't see the sexual aspect of it. I just saw two people caring about each other. Okay. Would you like to get there? Would be nice. I don't know whether I deserve that or not, but it would be nice. Another question. Now that you've spoken to us and you've opened up and this is the first time you've done so, uh, do you feel better? Are you happier? Because that's the most important thing is you being happy in yourself and feeling better about yourself. Is this making you feel better? It's an odd experience. It's very hard to qualify that with an answer because one of the people that I came out to is actually a leader in the LGBT community. And he said to me, Steve, you are having the one of the weirdest reactions to coming out to that I've ever seen. He said, you're supposed to be happy. It's supposed to be a good thing. He said, but you're more concerned about everybody else and how they're thinking and so on and so forth. He said, just sit back and relax and enjoy it for what it is. So, And I mean, I the, the, the good thing is, uh, you were talking about, you know, years ago, and I, I, I have a friend who's the same age as me who actually uh, had to move to London because of what Ireland was like when he was growing up being gay. And he moved over to London so that, because he knew he'd, they'd be more accepting over there, which they were, of course. But like Ireland, it's a, it's a, lot, it's a lot different than it was 20, 30 years ago. I mean, we voted, uh, you know, four years ago yeah. um, in the same-sex marriage referendum. It's never been, and I'm not saying it's, it's a walk in the park being gay, but it's never been easier to be gay in Ireland. Which but is still a, has difficulties. Which is, still has difficulties, but it, we're, we're getting there, aren't we? All we have to, no, all we have to do is think of what happened in Sligo a couple of months ago. There, well, we, yeah. there are still some sick people who have homophobic views to the point that those two murders happened in, uh, yeah. in Sligo. They were homophobic driven uh, murders. So we, I'm not saying that that's, a, that's um, a regular thing, but we still do have hate crimes against uh, the gay community. Does stuff like that worry you, Steve? I'm a big guy. I can take care of myself. You know, I've been in many a dust up. Um, so that type of stuff, no, it it doesn't it doesn't bother me personally. It bothers me for other people, the safety of other people, because, like I said, those one night hookups that I've had were really dark, dingy situations in bushes and just horrible places that you that you would never want any other human being to. You you want them to have love and excitement. I'm sorry, Steve. Not, I, not this. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But just as you're talking about that, you didn't have any of these hookups while you were in a relationship with your current partner, did you? I did. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I know, yeah. Like, but like I said, like I said, at the, I genuinely felt like it was some sort of sick fantasy that I had to, you know, at least once every three months take care of so I can continue on down I know, the, but the fact straight that, path. The fact that you were having gay sex um, in these places where you were having... I know, it's awful. And, and then going back and having sex with your, with your, with your partner as well. It's, yeah, it's, it's inexcusable. I, I say inexcusable. I do have a lot of excuses, not excuses, but reasons. But yeah, I understand. And that. Uh, is she aware of that? And has she forgiven you for that? 
Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, she, that's all that matters. She has given me the 100% green light. She said, just do you. Rock. She, her exact words were, rock the shit out of you. That's, uh, I have to say, you can't buy support like that. Uh, that is fantastic. No, it really is. Steve, as, as Jeremy said a moment ago, um, <clears throat> this coming out experience has been very different than you were expecting yeah. it to be. Yes. Are you, 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 you clearly can't take it back now. Are you happy with where you're at now? And are you um, optimistic and excited about the future? Well, because I've always been the pessimistic, it's quite difficult for me to admit to the optimism that I do hold for this. And I do because I still wear the, you know, Steve persona hat where I'm coming on air and just, you know, really going at an argument. Yeah, I I am looking forward to it. There have been really good moments in this and it has taught me a lot of valuable lessons. So, yeah, optimistically, yeah, I do genuinely look forward to seeing what's around the corner. Well, all I can do is uh, wish you the very best. As as both of us said at the uh, when you when you dropped that bombshell on Friday, um, it, it's not that it was necessarily a bombshell uh, because we don't know you overly well. Um, so, but I was shocked because I had a, a mental image, as it now appears, all of your family and friends had of you, of being yeah. that player that um, you know, Jack the Lad. Uh, that's probably why it was a, a, a bombshell for, for me, because I had a completely different view of who you were as a person in my own head. Um, but I'm, I'm very grateful to you for sharing your story with us, uh, Steve. And it, it sounds to me, even by agreeing to talk to us on the, the podcast, this is all part of the process of the process. Yeah. Am I right? Well, I, I, I hope it is part of the process because I'm assuming this is what everybody else goes through. And I would also... But not everybody like to, does an interview on a, on, a, on a large podcast to tell their story. And I think well, as well, everybody's coming out story is completely different. Everybody has a different uh, story. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, some people had difficulties coming out. Or certainly, it's very rare nowadays that someone would wait. I mean, what are you? You early 40s? 41. 41. It's very rare nowadays that someone would wait until their 40s to come out. Um, but I suppose there's never a right. You never write you know a wrong time. Yeah, that make, but that makes me a bit of a chicken shit because the people who came before me who spearheaded the campaign, they made the road much easier and less bumpy for me. Yeah, no, no, yeah. absolutely. I agree. But look, you've, you've, you've done it now. It's... Um, I'm 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 delighted that you uh, agreed to talk to us and to to share your your story with us. And I'm I'm sure I speak on your behalf, Jeremy. I wish you nothing but the best, um, Steve. And um, yeah, we just want you to be happy. Yeah, um, fair play to you for 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 talking to us in such a public way. And I truly do appreciate that, lads. All right, great Cheers. to talk to you as always, Thanks Steve. Thanks very much, bye Steve. Bye 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 bye. Well, there you go. There's a story and a half. Wow, wow. There's so much to uh, to take in there. If you are, or if you have been listening to a story here in the podcast, uh, I'd advise you to listen to it again, just to pick up on the different the nuances and stuff uh, in his story. Uh, my God, there's a lot to take in there. I'm and, not, and as we said, I, I, I have to listen back yeah, to that again. Yeah, I'd, um, I had a preconceived notion of uh, who Steve was and his family his friends everybody in his life had that preconceived notion as well you just so never you never know you just never know absolutely alright thank you very much indeed for listening to this latest Opinions Matter podcast if you enjoyed the podcast please hit subscribe or follow and share this podcast uh, on your own social media channels um, so that others can hear what we've uh, just heard thanks very much indeed for listening and we'll catch you on the next one bye bye Opinions Matter. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.